Welcome to Rewind Cinema, the podcast where I'm not going to help you out. We go back in time and randomly select a movie to give our uneducated opinions about. I am Matt Morris. I am joined by Gabe Whitehurst. And today we're talking about a movie that was very special to me as a child. <laughs> Small Soldiers. Soldiers, no poor sap ever won a war by dying for his country. He won it by being all that he can be. Damn the torpedoes or give me death. Eternal vigilance is the price of duty. And to the victors go the spoils. So remember, you are the best of the best of the few and the proud. So ask not what your country can do for you. Only regret that you have but one life to live. The war against the Gorgonites will be won. Uh-oh. Commando Elite, let the first shot be fired. Search out the Gorgonites and frag them all. Yeah! yeah. 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 Get them! Jump on it! I stick it in the wall of the clock. Let's take that I just want to say, um, you, listener, that is listening right now, with your headphones or your speakers, wherever you're listening, there is a subscribe button on the podcasting service you use. Please press the subscribe button. That's really all I had to say. Yeah, just subscribe. Yeah. How much energy does it really take? Just subscribe, prescribe, uh, and uh, describe, describe, and then... Um... Uh, inscribe inscribe your name into our hearts forever yeah. and, and we'll inscribe ours into yours get that little uh, index finger workout for the day mm. also just leave us an iTunes review you don't even have to use iTunes Apple I Podcasts I don't, I don't care just, we, we've been saying iTunes for oh Apple, po- Apple oh. Podcasts now oh right sorry I mean you don't even have to write something I would really prefer it if you did but just that five star review yeah that'll bump us up hit us up with that in the eyes of the podcasting Wizard fear, <laughs> podcastosphere. Yeah, <laughs> podcasting wizard might be better. Actually, yeah, there's a man who's a wizard. He sits in a room, a small room in uh, like Idaho. It's uh, just... it's actually Stanley Tucci. <laughs> <laughs> it's always Stanley Tucci. That's my transformer. I'm surprised reference. he's not in this movie. Yeah, actually, because everyone is. Yeah. Did you uh, if, have you seen anything else? Did you want to talk about something? Or are we just going straight in like a uh, rocket i've seen a few things but i'm gonna save it because we're gonna do some mini sods on them so mm-hmm. okay let's, let's save it that's cool all right so small soldiers uh july of 1998 40 million dollar budget 54 million dollar gross and as we kind of alluded to a lot of people in this movie that you would recognize uh particularly a lot of people that were working a lot in the 90s uh, David Cross, Jay Moore, Dennis Leary, Kristen Dunst, Phil Hartman, Tommy Lee Jones, Bruce Dern, Jim freaking Brown is in this Man, movie. I'm, I'm blown away so far. And there's, I'm sure, three or four more that people want to hear. Maybe you have two or three you want to mention, but wow. Wow, yeah. A lot of 90s people, but I mean, you didn't mention Tommy Lee Jones. I did say Tommy Lee Jones. Of course you were. I wasn't listening. That was a test. <laughs> and you passed. Thank you. Thank you, didn't, you. you. But you didn't say Frank Langella. I didn't. So he's huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did say Jim Brown, but you didn't mention Ernest Borgnine. 
No, no. Who I was didn't. who was in When Time Ran Out? Yes, who he was. was an incredible actor. But yeah, uh, Christopher Guest, mm-hmm. Michael McKeon, mm-hmm. and Harry Shearer. Yeah. Oh, Harry Shearer's in this too. Yeah. Yeah. Christina Christina Ricci. Was she in this? She's one of the Gwendy dolls. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't what, even see her name. Yeah, and That's then funny. Sarah Michelle Geller is the other voice of the uh, Gwendy, of the scary, terrifying <laughs> Gwendy dolls. Interesting. So there you go. This movie is just chock full of celebs. Loaded. So uh, that $40 million budget really getting put to work there. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, it could have been so much cheaper. Yeah, I'm sure 10% of this movie went to paying actors and actresses. Yeah, and they had to make a lot of it back on toys and video games after the fact, yeah. too. I don't remember, I mean, I never had one of these toys. I don't think I played a video game with them in it, um, but if they're $75 like they were in the movie, <laughs> then there's no way I would have gotten one. Yeah, but I mean, they've got <laughs> advanced microchip technology. That's true. They're, they're worth... Military technology. Yeah. yeah. There were video games, though. Um, I'm sure. Like yeah. one or two. Yeah. I'm sure they were awful. A SNES game or something. So- or an N64 by this probably, time, probably. Yeah, probably yeah. like 64, yeah. PS1 even. Man, I don't know. So many consoles. Yeah. It's a heyday. All right, the tagline is, Big movie, small soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> um, not a whole lot of interesting trivia. Uh, this isn't a fun fact, but just something that kind of happened. Uh, Phil Hartman was like murdered shortly before this movie came out, actually. Uh, he was famous for his uh, tenure on SNL. Um, he was in a lot of comedy movies in the 90s. Unfortunately, uh, met a early end, but it just says that it caused some changes before the release, so I don't really know exactly oh, yeah. what that entails. I wonder what that was. It's kind of mysterious. Maybe he, uh, maybe something bad happened to him in the movie, or yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they had to like cut some things from the flick. I yeah. don't really know, but, but something happened. I'd have to dig deeper into that, but I, it wasn't readily available on the internet. So Yeah. Yeah, he plays one of the dads in the movie, and then the other dad is played by Kevin Dunn, who mm-hmm. you don't know the name, but you would know his face. But just to throw back to our last episode, mm-hmm. he plays like the man in charge of the army in Godzilla. Oh, does he? AKA Gojira, who's like that's a guy. fine job, soldier. Oh wow, same guy. So we've had two back to backs. We've had him and Harry Shearer in back to back movies. Yeah, and they had a big 1998. I guess so, man. All right, so some ratings: six point one on IMDb. 2.5 stars from Ebert, and then 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. So generally, lukewarm reception. Yeah. Fair? Yeah, fair. I think it's fair? It's fair. Yeah. After rewatching it, um, I can tell my nostalgia my nostalgia was kind of painting how I remembered this movie. I still enjoyed it. I think it's a relatively yeah. decent movie. But yeah, about that 50% mark is... yeah. Nostalgia always does that. And uh, I tried to watch it and review. I mean, I have adult notes here, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. You, this movie wasn't made for adults. I mean, it they hired a lot of talent for it, and it has some funny humor, I guess. But I tried to watch it like a twelve-year-old <laughs> or a ten-year-old. You were eight. That's, I was twelve. That's not hard for you to do to go back to that space in your head. <laughs> it's not hard. I spend most of my time there. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I think this movie was probably made for twelve-year-old boys. Uh huh. Yeah, twelve to. 14 probably yeah i don't know a bunch of little girls that would be interested in this movie dude they put a barbie doll knockoffs in here for the girls they did the gwendy doll gwendy doll i don't know kirsten dunce is in it also she's coming off of like some some big years too i mean jumanji was Mm -hmm. before this a couple years before this but uh yeah she was like rolling in the dough and it won't be long before she's in uh the sam raimi 
Spider-Man movies. That's true. How old was she in those movies? Uh, those movies came out in like 2003 or four, right? So she probably would have been... 2002 was the first one. Yeah. So she would have been 20-something? 22? Nice. 23? Yeah, she was like 16 or in, in this or 14? Yeah, I think she just turned 16 when this movie Sweet. was filming. Yep. All right. So uh, we open the story and Globotech, who is like, I guess it's just like a big corporation, is taking over this uh, toy store. Globotech. Globotech, a very good generic kind so of generic. evil corporation name. Um, so these two employees of the store named Irwin and Larry. Um, Irwin is David Cross. Uh, Larry is Jay Moore. T- Tobias Fumke. Tobias Fumke, the never nude. Uh, they're pitching a new toy line uh, to Mr. Mars, who is Dennis Leary. He's kind of like this head honcho, mean, only wants profit. That's all he cares about kind of yeah. guy. Um, so they're pitching the Gargonites to him, or Irwin as... Gorgonites. Gor- uh, Get sorry, it right. Gorgonites. Sorry. Uh, Mars is not a fan of learning, which is like their big thing <laughs> that they that they were pushing. Is like, yeah, they learn about the environment, and they learn from their past. And, uh, and He's then, like, kids can play with them and learn. He's like, wait, hold it right there. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? Yeah. He's like, learn. He's like, yeah. no, no learning. Yeah, he said, did you say learn? Next. Yeah, so, next. So Larry pitches uh, Chip Hazard and the Commandos, the Commando Elite, and uh, and Mr. Mars loves this idea. So kind of just like good old American army boys. Yeah, they're they're really scary looking too. Yeah. Their faces are they're rough. Like super creepy. Tommy Lee Jones has got that gruff voice too. Pretty scary. Yeah. Well, he, his face is fine. The other ones have these peeled back like yeah. lips and their Big gums teeth. are all exposed. It's weird, but mm-hmm. they look scary. Yeah. So they need to launch both lines within three months. Deadlines, man. Deadlines. Um uh, Larry logs into a computer using Irwin's password. It never really came back to mean anything. I don't really know why they added that in there, but yeah, he got a password and then he forgot it or something. Yeah, they were given like top secret security passwords. For oh this, yeah, this inter- intranet that we talked about. I, um, I I wrote this. So the the, the I know you're, I know you're, you're trying to hurry, but the mm-hmm. executive assistant of Dennis Leary gives them like uh, ID cards. Yeah, and this is what she says. Here are your ID cards that will give you access to all top secret technologies. <laughs> <laughs> These two toy makers. <laughs> to all top secret technologies. Yeah. So, by the way, I've never met an executive assistant who is as cocky as that girl. She yeah. was like so over it. She had an earpiece. <laughs> she was just real rude. Yeah. Like, she had like one of those FBI or like yeah. secret service earpieces in. And she was just like totally in charge, which is cool <laughs> and everything. But, I, you know, most of the ones I've met are really nice. Just saying. All the Secret Service? Uh... All, no, just all the executive assistants. Oh, oh he's just an executive, He's not a Secret Service guy. He's yeah. just like a... He's we, like an arms manufacturer. We work at a startup. That's a little true. Bit different, uh, a little bit different uh, culture there. Yeah. So, um, Irwin buys a bunch of computer chips to make these toys because they want them to be uh, interesting. They want them to be cool and, and have something that other toys don't have. So, they put these military-grade um, computer chips in these toys. That are used in missiles. Used in, yeah, ballistic missiles, yes. yeah. Um, so Alan, who is the protagonist of the story, a young boy, works at a toy store uh, by himself. His dad is gone. He's 14. He mans a toy store. All right. Yeah, well, his dad's like gone for the weekend or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, and the new toys get dropped off at the store. Alan asks for a set of these toys because he thinks they're going to sell quickly. And I guess the store has had some financial hardships. It's not a cool. It's not Toys R Us. It's like old toys. It, yeah, it's like a family. It's a mom and pop toy yeah, store. Yeah, like wooden toys and stuff yeah. that you know, super spare. If you're yeah. a twelve year old kid and you see 
a commando okay. toy. Do you want a, a wooden <laughs> stick for a toy, or do you want a commando elite? A wooden stick. Yeah, <laughs> they were selling wooden sticks, dude. You know it. Dude, this thing is like hotcakes. When I was a kid, <laughs> wooden sticks everywhere. Dude, you can find wooden sticks on trees. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, he just wants to buy these up because he thinks they'll sell quickly and make the store some money. While he's stocking the front of the store, um, Archer, who is the main gorgonite and chip who is the main commando elite come alive in the back of the store and start fighting yes so it's clear they have a mind of their own already at this yes. point um this is where we get an introduction to christy who is kirsten dunst and she's the love interest of alan um always gonna have a love interest even if they're 14 yeah uh so she's in there and she wants to get her brother a toy and she sees chip and they look for him but he's gone him and archer are both yes. gone on the back of the store oh yeah right yeah, because a little boy sees him. The and, kid and wants someone. Chip. Yeah, right. And then he's gone. Yeah. They're gone, man. So mysterious. Where did they go? I don't know. Um, so this is where they start to introduce some interesting themes for a kid's movie because Christie's dad, who is Phil Hartman, is cutting down a tree to oh, put yeah. in the satellite dish next door to Alan's family. And um, there's like a clear environmental message to this movie <laughs> already. Like the Gorgonites love nature and want to protect, oh, protect yeah. nature. The commandos want to destroy the Gorgonites and destroy nature. And good point. And uh, Christie's dad just doesn't care about the tree. And so I just thought it was interesting they were pumping those themes yeah, to yeah. kids who may not get it. Maybe it's for the adults. Maybe I don't know. I mean, it was it was kind of minor. I mean, it was there for the satellite dish thing was was humor. But it's you're right. It's still a message that they took time to be like, this tree is beautiful. Yeah. This satellite dish is ugly. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Well, Alan's dad goes on a rant about it. Yeah, he like, does. how can you cut down this tree? And he's very mad. Yeah, at Phil Hartman, but it's, Phil Hartman plays the good. Like, it's just cartoony. Phil Hartman's a little bit silly in this movie, even though I love him so much. He just starts chainsawing a tree, and the guy's like, "What are you doing? Cut mm -hmm. that out!" And he's like, "Oh, sorry, I need to to chop down this tree here." I feel <laughs> That's Hartman. a really good impression. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, doing him justice. Um, he's like, "I got permission from the city, whatever," and. uh He's like, he's like, it's a beautiful uh, satellite dish over there. And uh, <laughs> the guy's like, that's, you know, yeah, he gets all mad. Yeah. And then he cuts it down anyway. Yeah, he cuts it down anyway. <laughs> what a jerk. Yeah, whatever. He gets his later. He does. Um, his house gets destroyed. Yeah, he doesn't die. but. <laughs> um, so Archer somehow got in Alan's backpack and gets home with him. We don't really know how that happened, but he gets in his backpack. Dude, because he's alive, man. He is alive, he's dude. Like he's like a Buzz Lightyear toy. He's got a mind of his own. Um, back do, you, do you think... Hmm. Do you think this was like riding the coattails of Toy Story a little bit? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Totally. Yeah, they right? saw that Toy Story was a massive success, and they said, let's do the same thing, but they they left out the heart. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's do the same thing and make millions of dollars. Yeah. And, yeah, just wanted to say that. Yeah, let's do the same thing, have slightly worse CGI, and yeah. the plot is a little bit worse, and we've got some all soldiers. I'd say a lot worse, but yeah. Yeah, I think a lot might be overdoing it. I I this movie does some things well. I think. I personal. think you're right. They yeah. made it and they said, let's just leave the heart out of it. Yeah. And just make a <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah, there let's leave the heart out of it. Uh, so back at the store, uh, Alan had like collected all the toys and put them back in their boxes, but Archer is with him. So the Gorgonites and the Commandos are in their packaging in a display. And Chip breaks out of his packaging and wakes up the other Commandos and there's like a squabble in the store. So they're trying yes. to kill the Gorgonites. Yes, they're they're like mounting up. Ready to go. This is where we meet all the different characters. Yeah, there's like Buzz 
fist and buzz kill meat, saw or meat, something uh, meat face i don't know kip, kip killigan butch <laughs> meat hook meat not hook. not meat face <laughs> link static brick bazooka nick nitro yeah yeah and so, these are all played by the actors who played the magnificent seven yeah that's a cool little a, fact cool and weird and the gorgonites are all the actors from spinal tap yes so strange yeah but cool i love spinal tap yeah who doesn't you know uh, it's cool somebody doesn't yeah probably um so while alan is sleeping um archer surfs the internet on alan's old uh prehistoric computer <laughs> did you see the sign on his computer Oh yeah, open your what did, open your <laughs> eyes or what did it say? I don't know. This kid's like what, like fourteen? He's probably fourteen, I would think. Kid has a sign on his computer that says question reality. Question reality. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's deep, man. Dude, he's he's spending too much time on, on AOL, like with, with the on the dark web doing something. Dude, you know on his uh, 2002 Toyota Camry in present day. He has a <laughs> flying spaghetti that. monster uh, <laughs> like logo thing on his car. <laughs> I don't know, man. Do, do you remember that? Like we're all so grungy and like we had to wear big clothes and like flannel. Yeah, and I we had to question love reality. Jeans, dude. dude my, uh, yeah, you were questioning so much reality back then, dude. I couldn't sleep at night because I was questioning <laughs> reality so hard. Oh my gosh. So yeah, Archer is surfing the computer. He sees like this gorgeous outdoor picture of like Colorado or something of like a lake. Yeah. And he's, he's he said, what is it? What is it? Gorgon. Oh, Gorgon. Yeah, yeah. So he wants, he wants to get to that beautiful place. That's yes. where he wants to be. Yes. Alan <laughs> wakes up and, and sees this toy like browsing the internet his computer and, and also he was sleeping with shoes on. Did you notice that? Why does he have I mean, shoes on? He had a rough, uh, he got home and he got in trouble. Yeah, and I think like his dad was there that day. Uh, I think it's after because the next day is when uh, the dad finds out that the toys like, yeah. messed up the shop or whatever. I don't know. He was frustrated about something, and he came home and put his headphones on. No, no, he just came home and like laid on his bed. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I mean, he's, what a dirty kid! Just no, wearing no his shoes. shoes in the bed, dude. No shoes. What are uh, you thinking? I didn't man? do that. Did you do that? I didn't no. do that. No, I would never sleep in my shoes in my bed. Yeah. Um. So Archer says that the Gorgonites must be free and that there will be no mercy. Yeah. That's that, important. They're, they're incredible uh, warriors. Yeah. Although they're like really, they're pacifists and kind of get pushed around. Yeah, the like they're peaceful movie. until they have to not be peaceful. But yeah. that's like his program saying, there will be no mercy. Mm-hmm. So the Gorgonites and the commandos have their big fight overnight. Um, Alan finds the wreckage the next day. Christy comes in to pick up Chip the toy that her brother wanted. I don't know why I said toy like that. The, the toy. toy. <laughs> the toy. <laughs> the toy that her brother wanted and uh, they can't find him and she helps Alan clean the store and uh, Alan is a freaking terrorist, dude. Dude, that kid is... He's see, got some problems. He's questioning reality. I told you. He, he, he got kicked out of his last school for calling in a bomb threat. Is that what they said? Yes. Or was that a rumor? No, he said, okay, because Christy said, I heard the reason you got kicked out of your last school was because you called in a bomb threat or something. He didn't refute that. <laughs> he did not say, no, I didn't do no, that. No, 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 I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. He said nothing. So, um, But he, uh, I feel like something else happened. Like, really? He like sets stuff, he on, stuff fire? on fire. <laughs> yeah, dude. Which isn't really better, I guess. Yeah, he does like crazy stuff. Oh, man. I'm going to look through the quotes while we talk and see if I can find <laughs> that scene because... Yeah, I'm pretty sure he called in a bomb threat. Um, but, but she wasn't like... She wasn't threatened by him, you know? No. She, she saw the... She, she, saw, she saw the tender side she of saw Alan. She saw the good in his heart. Yeah. By the way, Alan is 
this that annoying actor. I'm I mean he's fine in this movie. He's not a bad actor. Yeah. He's just that little turd in the Patriot who gets killed. I think his name is Gabriel in the Patriot. Fitting. <laughs> <laughs> so uh he dies and um but yeah, he's in like a few 90s movies and he has an annoying face. I'm just going to say it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's kind of harsh. <laughs> it is harsh. I just he's so, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Gabe hates kids. He's annoying in The Patriot, <laughs> and so he annoyed me in this that movie. That soured your opinion of him forever. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So um, Alan's dad comes into the store, sees the damage, and sends him home because he's pissed off because his store got destroyed. Yes. Um, one of the commandos, while he's going home on his bike, is like slingshotted onto his bike by the other commandos. Oh, and yeah. I guess he's like trying to get intel, or he was trying to like no, he's get trying to, Archer. He's trying to kill Archer. Trying to kill Archer. Um. But he he just like falls off and gets dismembered. Yeah, like he gets caught between the tire. It's about to run over his uh, his male junk parts yeah, and his it's, toy junk. It's kind of like funny. And there's a dog trying to bite him and chase him. And Alan doesn't know he's holding onto the back of his bike. Yeah, he he's oblivious. Yeah, and then he and then he falls off and his he yeah his legs like get ripped off. Mm-hmm. But they fix him. Yes. Um, Alan calls Globotech to complain about the toys because he's mad because his dad is all pissed off at him now and. They've ruined his life. Yeah, so. yeah. They've destroyed the store. Yeah, so he calls in and, and just complains. Um, in the next scene, Irwin tells Larry about the phone call. And then Irwin finds out that Larry got the microchips from the Department of Defense. So, yeah. like we were talking about earlier, Larry orders like thousands and thousands of chips from uh, the Department of Defense. And they, they are used to, uh, or they were going to be used to um, pilot like ballistic missiles and stuff yeah. for America. Right. And he orders them for these toys. For America. America. Um, the commandos get in Alan's house and kidnap Archer. Um, Alan walks in on them, like, lowering Archer into a disposal. <laughs> yeah, like, trying to murder him, straight up. Yeah, and so Alan Alan tries to stop him, and one of them, like, cuts his hand, and he's bleeding everywhere. <laughs> and that's the moment that this movie took a turn for me, <laughs> and that made fun of me, but... Hey, man. This movie gets very dark. He, like, takes a freaking, like, uh, like a Dremel... Like yeah. a like a spinning blade and cuts this kid's hand open. Yeah, it comes right off, dude. He goes and washes his hand. And yeah, yeah. Think about it, it twice. Of course, it's fine. It's fine. But that's when I was just starting to get hmm. starting to get a little wary. Okay, of the this content. Is, this, this is movie. interesting. Um. So, um, Alan's parents come downstairs, uh, find out that Alan bought the toys for the store, um, and then. Alan like tries to talk to Archer and say, you know, tell them that you talk and you're intelligent, but Archer shuts himself down and oh, does yeah. not want to be known. Because earlier he point. was mad and he was like, shut up, don't talk to me. Yeah. Don't say anything. And he, he kept trying to say, the Gorgonites are going to get killed by the soldiers. We have to help them. And he was like, shut up. Yeah. So he stopped talking. Freaking Alan, dude. A little dude, punk. He's just too busy questioning reality. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alan and Archer find the other Gorgonites in the dumpster outside of the toy stores so they were just hiding from the commandos um, which how which they is, got away from all the commandos who knows I don't know but hiding is uh, what they do best apparently yeah a little uh, little wussies dude yeah all they do is hide why don't little, they come out and fight little wimps they don't fight till the very end of the movie when the world is like literally on fire <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and even then they don't really do that much <laughs> no uh, the humans kind of have to do everything which makes sense I guess I don't know it, yeah <laughs> um, Erwin and Larry go to where the microchips were made and uh, they learn that the chips enhance the learning of whatever they're plugged into so since these commandos were programmed to kill the Gorgonites they're going to take that to the extreme they're going to learn how to do that. They're going to kill anyone that gets in the way. Okay. 
Um, the commandos are assembling weapons in Alan's garage. So they kind of like hold up in the garage. Nobody goes in the garage in this house, apparently, ever <laughs> no. over the course of two days. But they find all daddy's tools and they're like, oh, yeah, gold mine. And they make <laughs> yeah. like death trap horrible machines the that can like dismember Machines you. that like shoot nails or yeah. like flames at you. So, but, but like, but Matt's not exaggerating. Like they take <laughs> a nail gun and like mechanize it. And make and weaponize it, and it's like a machine gun that shoots nails. Yeah, <laughs> and then they have a skateboard with a freaking band, like a like a, like a chop saw blade, like a rotary blade on top on the front of it. Pretty cool. They're gonna, if do, I do, say da- so they're gonna myself. Do, do some damage. <laughs> um, one of the toys spies on Alan and listens to a phone call and learns that he has feelings for Christy. Um, so they're gonna kidnap her. These toys decide uh, to yeah, like right, hey, leverage. Got to hold her for ransom. That's right. Uh, the commandos knock her parents out with sleeping pills <laughs> while they're on the couch, so they slingshot these sleeping pills into a drink. So uh, we have heavy drug use already yeah, in this yeah. uh, in this children's the, movie. The mom is drinking a gin and tonic. She, and, mm-hmm. and they, then the, they've said ass like four times. Okay, so how many times can you say ass before it becomes rated R? <laughs> we should try. We should make a movie. <laughs> That's the only word we say, <laughs> but it's every sentence. But the movie's called Butt, <laughs> so it's artistic. But you don't know what that means. Starring Matt Morris. <laughs> Dude, I would so star on that movie. Um, the commandos attack the little brother who sees them in the hallway. He's like, whoa, cool toys. And they <laughs> yeah. jump on him. They freaking tie him up. They tie him up, dude. It's scary. Yeah. Like his hands behind his back tied to his ankles. Yeah. Like that crazy, like really difficult. Like they hog tie him, basically. Yeah. But on his, he's on his stomach. Yeah. So these are trained professionals. They know how to do intricate knots on these human are mercenaries, beings. man. Yeah. Um, Chip takes the microchip from their dead friend's head, and uh, I guess like they found like somebody died, somebody got killed or something earlier. Yeah, one of them. Uh, oh, it got put in the disposal. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. the the, the uh, forgot which one it was. Nah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but he cuts he cuts Alan, and Alan grabs him and shoves him in the disposal instead of Archer, yeah. and it chops his legs off. And it's pretty violent. Also, he like crawls out the window and falls away, and then he's crawling back, and he's like sparking and everything, and yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's sad, man. That's the truth of life, though. You just lose people in battles like this. Wow. I didn't know your life was so horrible. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, you don't, you don't know anything about me, dude. You don't know what I go through. It's true. Apparently not. So they, they bring Christie's dolls to life with the microchip, which we kind of talked about earlier with Christina Ricci uh, voicing yes. them. So they're like these Barbies that they kind of corrupt and make these Terrible. mercenaries like them just like so scary yeah. all their hair is cut off and they're like wearing different clothes and they're and like they have staples on them have, and stuff and they're nails. like so messed up it's really weird it's so dark why did they have to mutilate them when they i don't know corrupted their brains well because they couldn't look all cute they, they like put like fatigues on them and like mm-hmm. weird bikini like <laughs> things and their faces are all like jacked up and weird and yeah they're like melted it gets all tim burtony i guess like for a it's, while it's like if the kid from toy story uh seth is that his name Se- yeah yeah seth uh or scott um oh. sid. sid 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 not uh, seth seth sid <laughs> seth get uh, over here uh if he was in charge of making these toys he, yeah this is very what he seth look like yeah very seth um but- and they they basically try to kill Kristen Dunst. Oh yeah, like they, they try to like murder her. Yeah, they try to subdue her, uh, and then her boyfriend, like her tool boyfriend, comes to help. Yeah, and then he gets his pants get set on fire. And by the way, could you away. could you drive a motorcycle in high school? Like not you personally, but can, um, can you legally drive a motorcycle at sixteen? I don't know what the rules were in nineteen ninety eight, but I think you had to have a Class C license. 
which the, means that you would be 16 16 to 18 maybe like yeah. this kid's cruising around on a crotch rocket with a hey, crotch man. rocket gang it's like him and four guys and yeah. they all have really nice like kawasaki ninjas <laughs> hey man you know maybe his dad works for the local government uh, dude man, what does that mean that means his dad <laughs> doesn't have any money if that's the case like probably whatever but it's just it's so stupid but he has connections yeah he leaves and he runs back in and she's again hogtied with like literally like blades at her throat yeah that's why i was texting you and again you're like giving me a hard time about it i'm like this movie is not like this is rough yeah my retort is that if your 12 year old thinks that action figures are the same thing as human beings well i know but she could have gotten hurt like what if they cut her and blood like came out of her which it happens they shoot people in this movie with sharp objects like they hit people yeah i think i counted blood like twice in this movie yeah but i'm just saying it, it cro- I, i'm gonna give you some thoughts later from uh from <laughs> ebert ebert had a great review of this movie mm-hmm. i'm gonna rip it off but he he summed up the way i feel okay but as a i will give you this as a 10 year old watching this movie i wouldn't have cared at all yeah like i wouldn't have even thought about it so it's just you would have thought whoa cool yeah it's just me as an adult being like dang this is like kind of dark Dude, but your, your biological clock is ticking it is. You're going into dad mode. I'm going into grandfather mode, and I'm not even a dad. Hey, some people progress faster than others. Terrible. What time do you go to sleep at night? Uh, like 8.30? <laughs> is, that, is that early? <laughs> no, dude, that's fine. <laughs> I thought that was normal. Yeah, you're okay. Keep <laughs> okay, doing what you're doing. Yeah, cool, man. When you wake up at 4 a.m.? Actually, we need to hurry, because it's 6 o'clock right now. So oh, got, yeah, we don't uh, have much time. I got to go. <laughs> um, so the commandos send Alan a tape of Christy like, making a ransom statement. So she's like, oh, yeah. I'm not in any danger. Uh, I just need you to come over here and, and bring the Gorgonites. And you can hear Tommy Lee Jones in the background like, read the script. <laughs> like, like he's threatening her, obviously. Yeah. It's yeah. clear that she's in peril. Um, Alan puts a, like a fake box of Gorgonites in front of Christy's house. It's like a boom box inside of a box that's labeled the Gorgonites. It's a recording of them talking like, what are we doing in this box? Yeah, like, whoa, what a traitor. This is yeah, stuff yeah. like that. How could the, he betray us? Yeah. The crazy, like, schizo guy they have on their team. It's really weird. Oh, yeah. Freaking uh, Insaniac. Insaniac, And then yeah. Freakenstein is the other one. Freakenstein. Um, so this, like, distracts the commandos. Um, Alan gets inside the house and sets Christy free. There's a big chase scene with them and the commandos. Like, they're after them. They want to get them. They want to kill the humans now. So they want to kill anyone that stands on the way of them and the Gorgonites. They want to kill them, Matt. They want to kill them. sink in. Yeah, right? but they don't. That's the thing. <laughs> they try, uh, though. They think the commandos die. Uh, so they, on, on the end of this chase, they, like, jump over this ravine. And um, the commandos are, like, in this, like, little dune buggy thing they made. Oh, and they yeah. they burst into flames. So they yeah. all dead. But, like, a Terminator moment. Chip survives. And he actually finds a truckload full of future commandos that are being sent out. Yes. So I don't know how this truck driver in the beginning got this primo shipment of toys that weren't being released yet. Remember they explained it earlier? He was like a truck driver. It's the same guy from the beginning who drops off the toys to Alan. Yeah. But he's not dropping them off to Alan. Alan persuades him to drop them off. Yeah, but why does he have them in his truck? Because he's he's like a distributor from the company. So, so is he like selling them? He's like, hey, this no, is no, what's no, coming. No, 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 no. He 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 works for the company that makes the commandos, and he's just taking them to various toy stores across mm. the the world. <laughs> yeah, the impression that I got was that they weren't out yet, and this was the batch that was going. I, I don't no, know. No, no, I think they were they were coming out that oh, like, okay. that day or weekend or whatever. Well, regardless, Chip 
wakes a bunch of them up. So there's like yes. 200 of them now. And by the way, that, that truck driver had a funny line in the beginning of the movie that I forgot to mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like helping Alan unload his shipment and Alan persuades him to give the stuff. And he's like, the world is being taken over by big corporations, which uh, <laughs> he's like, that means and like it's the end of microbreweries. Did he say that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I and it was just that. like a funny like yeah. line because microbreweries have taken off and we all thought they were going to die for a while because yeah. they were getting bought up and they still are. But I laughed. I was like, that's that's really funny. Like a weird, like, again, another dude, sign of the times. Like, Dude, this movie was so woke. <laughs> <laughs> it was awake, dude. It, it was, was woken. It was so ahead of its time. But microbreweries have thus survived. We're drinking Dogfish Head, which is not a microbrewery anymore. We are, but Well, yeah. Hey. But it's still better than... Bud Light. It is. I agree. Okay. This is not an endorsement. Tangent. Dogfish head. I need another one, by the way. (laughs) Um, So Erwin and Larry go to Alan's house to ask him about his phone call. So now, like, the people that made these toys are back in contact with the people that are being terrorized by them. Everyone barricades themselves inside of Christie's house, and they get ready to fight. And then really what happens... Like from this point on, it's just a big action scene. It's about fifteen minutes long of them yeah. just trying not to die and yeah. trying to kill these things. Yeah, um, they're so, lobbing like fiery tennis balls into their home. Yeah, mm. fiery tennis balls. Uh, the um, Christy Kristen Dunst drives like a lawnmower over a bunch of them and like oh yeah shreds yeah. Just, them yeah shreds them up yep. Um, so they they know that because of the microchips in their brain are uh, wired to go like or there was like a defect in them that turns them off when there's an EMP of any kind around. Yeah. And so they need to like blow the electrical grids to create an EMP big enough to fry all these chips. Electromagnetic pulse. Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. <laughs> Everyone knows what an EMP is. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. I just wanted to say it. Yeah, yeah. You wanted to feel smart for a second. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. uh, so the, they do that. They, they fry the electrical grid and it just kind of fries all of the computer chips and all the toys' brains. Um, Dennis Leary comes back and pays everyone off. Uh, he, they come in and like everyone's like, "Hey, I will not be silenced. I'm going to go to the media." And then they write a check and hand it to them. Yeah. Like, oh, my house is destroyed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Another statement. I'm sure money, money corrupts mo- mo- us. Gabriel. Money wins everything. Dude. Money wins money, everything. Money trumps all. Um, so the Gorgonites actually survived somehow. They were under like a. They uh, they hid. Yeah. As they're good at doing under Phil Hartman's uh, uh, satellite, satellite dish. dish, so, so block the EMP. Yeah, the EMP didn't affect them, which makes hey, total man. sense. Total sense. <laughs> total sense. Uh, so after that, Alan puts them in a boat and just uh, sets them <laughs> down. Sets them down the yep. local river. They have a Lord uh, of the Rings ending where they're just <laughs> shoving off the shore because they're you know what they're toys yeah. and uh, Gorgon's definitely real. Yeah, except it's not. Yeah. So they're gonna they're going down like some river. Uh-huh. Or stream, and they're just gonna like die. They're gonna eat by. <laughs> they're gonna eat eaten by wolves or something. Like, hey, something's gonna happen. They're gonna find Gorgon. I have faith. It's this emotional ending. It's like goodbye. We we go to Gorgon to find Gorgon. <laughs> and they... <laughs> there's a scene earlier in the movie where they're like looking out the window at like the trees that are oh, outside. Oh yeah, it's so and deep. Archer's like, "What is behind this window?" Yeah. And Alan goes. I don't know. It's like trees. It's like or something. outside, like trees. And then, and then Archer goes, "What is behind trees?" He's like, uh, "I don't know. Like, like the sky. Like the sky." <laughs> it says like there's farms like, out there. There's like it? stuff. Yeah, there's the birds. Like, what is past farms? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's past. Could be Gorgon. And he's dude. like, "It is Gorgon." <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, Alan just is like, peace. Uh, I guess I'll let you guys go, even though you're toys, and this is probably running into a drainage ditch, and you're just gonna like, <laughs> you're gonna like, your boat's just gonna crash up against like a like a manhole cover somewhere, and and you're just gonna like. I want to see when they get to the like the highway next to the town and they yeah. just get ran over by uh, a bunch of cars. That, on the highway. That's definitely how this movie really ends. <laughs> that's the truth. Um, all we need is a small soldiers too of just no. the Gorgons and their adventures. We don't need it. We don't. Well, that is the end. Everyone gets their happy ending. Uh, people get fat paychecks, and Christy and Alan are in love. People definitely get fat paychecks. The actors included. Yeah. In this movie, everyone, uh, all around, fat paychecks. Everyone. All right. Final thoughts? You want me to go first? Sure. All right. I, I, I can go first because you know mine aren't going to be great. So. No, no. I'll go first. Um, like I said earlier, my nostalgia kind of painted this movie a certain way. Um, I still think it's a decent movie. I don't think it's overly violent for kids that it's marketed towards. If you showed a six-year-old this, sure. Maybe they're like, holy crap, this thing that I normally play with cut somebody. Now I'm never <laughs> going to play with this toy again. But maybe you shouldn't take your... I think this was PG-13, wasn't it? Ooh, uh, that's a great question. I can tell you. Might be PG. Keep giving your thoughts and I'll let you know. Anyway, so if it is PG-13, then, you know, maybe don't take your kids. PG-13. So, yeah, don't take your six-year-old to go see this movie. Yeah. Um, take your 12-year-old, your 13-year-old, because I think they'll appreciate it more. Um, there were some funny moments just... I love Phil Hartman. I love David Cross. I mean, this has a lot of great 90s actors in it that give good performances for what they're given. I mean, this is a, it is a kid's movie. It is a kid's movie. Um, so they do a lot of work with what they're given. I think that there are clear themes in this movie. I think it has a clear idea of what it wants to communicate. The, I mean, whether or not it resonated with me is a different story, but I think that the script at least lays everything out in a way that's understandable and has clear motives behind it. Um, yeah, I like the I like the characters. I like the toys themselves. I think they have very unique dynamics. I think the Gorgonites can be boring from time to time, though they don't really act for themselves. Yeah. Um, and then the end is kind of long. I mean, it's just a really long, drawn out action scene, which I guess you kind of need for a movie like this. But I didn't. I wasn't a fan. Overall. I would say watch it once. I think it's a fun, crappy 90s movie that you can just have fun watching. I don't think it's like to the point where it's like, it's in that sweet spot where it's not bad, bad, and it's not like bad, good. It's actually kind of decent, so I would recommend watching it. Cool. That's really it. Yeah, so uh, I I mean, it was fun to watch the movie. I, I didn't see this movie as as a kid. I don't know how I missed it, I guess. I sort of remember like everything that was going on when it came out, and maybe as a twelve-year-old, I was just over it. I don't know. I don't. I don't know why I didn't see this. You movie. were tuned out, dude. Yeah, I was. I was questioning. You were tuned out in '98. I was questioning reality in '98, yeah. dude. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, so it was fun to watch. To try to watch it like a kid. Uh, I will say that I do feel like the movie leans towards the dark side, pretty like a, a lot. It's a pretty dark movie for a kid's movie. But I agree with Matt. If you have a five or six year old, yeah, I wouldn't let my child watch this movie. Uh, I'd wait till he or she was 10 to 11 to 12. They would probably have a great time. Watch it with dad. Watch small soldiers laugh, whatever. Um, I'm just going to agree with Ebert. He says small soldiers is a family picture on the outside and, and a mean, violent action figure, uh, action picture on the inside. But he <laughs> says, since most of the violence happens to toys, I guess we're supposed to give it a pass, but I don't know. The toys are presented as individuals who can think for themselves. 
and they are believable heroes and villains. Uh, for smaller children, this can be a terrifying experience. The problem is with the commandos, who are humorless martinets who strut through the movie, looking like mercenaries and making threats like pro wrestlers. They are truly evil, and they throw off the movie's moral balance. And I thought that was a pretty nice, well-thought-out critique. They throw off the movie's moral balance. Like, these toys are trying to murder human beings. And I don't, I'm just as a kid, I, I don't think I saw any movies that were like that. And if I did, they scared me. Mm -hmm. So... That was it. But I, again, if your kid's like over 10, I think it's fine. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't have kids, don't watch this movie. You don't need to. But if you do, have fun. Go for it. That's my, that's my view. My only question about that is, is if it's throwing off the moral balance, there's a clear line in the sand between what is right and wrong in this movie. So I think that having them so evil is really trying to play on the themes that they're saying like, you know, the military, the things that they're doing may not always be good. Um, so I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with Ebert on this one. I don't always hmm. see eye to eye with him. I think he's sure. very insightful. Sure. Um, and also, what was he, like 99 when he wrote that review? <laughs> I don't How know old is he in 98? He wasn't 99 years old, no. He's, like, he's probably he's, in he's his 60s his or 70s. Late 60s, yeah. yeah. Um, um, I, I just think I, when I read that, I think about the movie would have been way different and a lot of kids' movies are like this where instead of like, Instead of lobbing like tennis balls on fire, I don't know. Like I, I, I thought that soldiers would like throw eggs at people or mm -hmm. like, you know, like they're toys. Like they don't have a lot of resources, but instead they make weapons. They like make a nail gun, it's a machine gun. Mm -hmm. And so it would have been different if it was like soldiers throwing like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like gross sticky goo at people or something they like found, like, I don't know, or like water balloons or eggs or something that's not going to like, injure you but then where's the tension yeah i know i don't know the dad gets like shot up with a corn like <laughs> those things that you stick corn on that have yellow corn on the end oh yeah 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 they like shoot his dad with them like yeah. three or four times and yeah, that like, would only hurt for like a second i know but it's still just weird to see that uh that thing like broken okay you know that's fair i'll give you that but but again who cares if, if your kid's like over 10 that's fine do not watch this movie until you're 21. Yeah. That's all I yeah. have to I say. I mean, my, I actually wasn't allowed to watch it until this year, and I'm 30. So. <laughs> Your mom called you up and said, this is the year, Gabe. Well, I, I called her and had to ask, because I said, this, this came up, Mom. Are yeah. we okay? And she was like, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> That's all she said. And then we hung up the phone. She said, it's time. She hung up the phone. She put like her fancy key in the wall, pulled open her VHS. Yeah. And was, like, Blew the dust you. off of the yeah. VHS, and she mailed it to me. Yeah. Thanks, Mom. All right, time. Uh, time <laughs> to time, make that change. Time is confusing. All right, it is time to play our f world famous weekly game show. Our world famous weekly game show. Guess, guess that, that quote. Welcome to Guess That Quote. There can only be one podcast. One podcast. One podcast. Okay, Gabriel, I forgot the score. I think it's 13 to 11. I think it was like a one or two point, yeah. I think it's 13 difference. to 11, but we okay. can go back and check later. Um, I'm going to write this down now so we can yeah. remember next week. I think I have like 45 points um, and you have... <laughs> Six. Uh, I think that's a lie, <laughs> and uh, you're a terrible person. Yeah, I think it's thirteen to eleven. But <laughs> if it's not, then uh, we'll uh, we'll just add them to the end of the score from the last one. 
Cool. Um, I don't remember who gave the quote first last time. We should probably start thinking these things I, out in I advance. Think you, I think you did. Okay. Um, first, we, yeah. So I will... Give me that quote. I Let me get my you, phone ready. Get your phone ready. I've got 13 points. Matt has 11 points. Taking my little notes here. And I'm ready when you are. When you say the timer is ready, I will give you the quote. The timer is ready. Here we go. If you build it, they will come. Build of dreams. All right. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was just, you know, just going easy on you this okay, time. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that preview but there. See, I, there's some things about you that I don't, I don't know what you have and haven't seen. Like, you sh- you I don't sh- see you as a Field of Dreams fan. You should just assume that I've seen most things but can't remember quotes from them. Well, that's what I did here. I, I assumed <laughs> that you maybe have seen this and didn't. Or like, what is that? Oh man, what's that baseball movie? Oh man, there's like a field. Yeah, of, I, I'd have of to. Dreams? Yeah, I'd have to give you clues, but whatever. Okay, that's cool, man. Three points to you. All right, man. Good, good job. Right. Hey. hey, hey, thank you. So you're now sitting pretty at fourteen. Fourteen points. to thirteen right now. Fourteen to thirteen. All right. So let me know whenever well, you're. Matt, uh, just FYI, Matt didn't even start the timer. He just said the answer. Yeah, I'm, I just knew what it was. I'm sorry. That's all right. I've done that to you. Here we go. So uh, let me drop this hot one on you. That's not part of the quote. <laughs> please, please, don't, please don't do that. That's not part of the quote. All right. Let me tell you something, kid. Everybody gets one chance to do something great. Most people never take the chance, either because they're scared or they don't recognize it when it spits on their shoes. Thinking. 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 Going into my mind palace. Processing. When it spits on their shoes. That's a reference to someone spitting on someone's shoes in a movie. Someone got their shoes spit on. Something great happened to them. This, uh, not everything happens to everyone's shoes spitting. Spitting on shoes. <laughs> um, Time. Okay. Give me a clue. Well, do you want to guess? Do you want oh, to sorry. Sorry. I have to guess. Uh, <laughs> Three. There, there's, there's things in my mind but i mean if i'm gonna get a clue anyway i'm just gonna no i don't need to guess all right just all right that's fine because i'm not sure not, if you don't want to guess phantoms or anything i don't want to guess phantoms, okay all right. no um clue number one the film features a young dennis leary as a stepdad oh uh uh oh the sandlot yeah thank you god (laughs) see i knew i knew it i was like man what is that i thought you would get that on the first go honestly sandlot thank you but that's not like a super famous quote from the sandlot so that's that's Uh, good i think it's fairly famous it's just the scene where the babe comes out and talks to smalls uh i think it's a big part of the movie okay all right yeah but you get two points for that one yeah thanks okay so now i'm at 15 15 14 that was a quick one this week. That was a quick one. Good job. Quick one. Hey, you, uh, good, good job to you. Hey, we always say this game should be hard, but sometimes it should be easy. That's true. And, <laughs> and, and now we, we both had an easy week. Well, I, I failed. I, I mean, I, I got it, but. Mm. Yeah. People are going to be upset for you missing that Sandlot quote. All right. We'll probably get some uh, angry I'll, emails. I'll get you next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That uh, is really it for us. If you want to find us on the social meds, you can find us at uh, Rewind Cinema Pod on Facebook and Gmail, or uh, Facebook and Twitter. Our Gmail is Rewind Cinema Podcast. 
Uh, Gabe, if people like these sultry, dulcet tones, yes, where can they find them? You can find these boys at naturalanthem.net. Check out their music. They're just sweet, sound, rock and roll soul from deep south down there in Texas. Mm-hmm. We like them a lot. They have long hair. <laughs> They're really, really, uh, really talented guys. So naturalanthem.net. You can find their tunes there. And don't forget, everyone, question reality. <laughs> all right? Is that our new sign-off? <laughs> I mean, no. Oh, okay. No. All right. Let's we'll do our normal one then. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. So until next time, everyone, watch more movies. Oh man, there's like a field yeah, of I, I, of dreams. Yeah,